3D6 down the line. Okay, episode 55 is in the books. Right what do you on, have to guys. say, Brad? Uh, well done. Yeah, banging, yeah. banging plan, guys. Man, yeah, lots of great thinking from everybody. Ev- every, ev- everything was sitting on all cylinders. Every, yeah, yeah. everybody just. Uh, uh, yep. awesome. I mean, sometimes we do come up with a really good plan and we execute it. The, I, I will say we had a lot of crosstalk and jibber jabber and goofery. Sure. And so on. this was not our most well executed execution of a plan. <laughs> <laughs> But it was a good. It, there was really a lot to cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. There was a lot to cover. No, I, I thought every time a problem came up, one of you had like a phenomenal solution to it, right? Like it was, it was just like whether it be the twine on 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 the eyes or like Mike pulling the plug on that door. I'm so excited. I just yeah. want to know yeah. what came through there, right? Like it's huge. <laughs> it a way to find out. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's true. Ted solving every concern <laughs> with the teleportation. Like it was it was really exciting just seeing like you know, all cylinders firing with that stuff. You, you wouldn't have been so excited by that if something horrible had happened to Yost in that turn between you guys leaving like, and then Yost gets ready to put the twine on, and suddenly the thing from the door is there. <laughs> yeah. It's just a big, humongous <laughs> thing of teeth. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Every mouth or something. But <clears throat> hopefully that I really will. I really hope those guys reap the whirlwind on that. I really hope they do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't know what the long-term effect, if there is any long-term effect of all this, will be. But I really like that, like, in the wild chance that we did escape, we really affected the entire makeup <laughs> of that segment of the dungeon, right? The the you know just I don't know. It was, it was pretty. It was pretty fun. Yeah, you had fun. you definitely disrupted what is a, a fairly commonly traversed part of uh, the the civilized areas of the dungeon, right? Um, so uh, you did what you had to do to get out of there, which is amazing. You survived, um, which I didn't. I wasn't sure about. It, but uh, we were dead. Yeah. But uh, the I'm going to have to think about the extrapolating effects of, of what you've done there. Like you've disrupted a lot of things uh, yeah. there, you know, that, that, that's something that can't be repaired by them, right? The ice will melt the fires will go out and all that kind uh-huh. of stuff. But, but th- that, that is going to go down in the annals of the, uh, of the guild of services, as like a major failure on their yeah. part. Like you know, well, I mean, just, they're, they're going to Matt, attempt to correct it. You know? Matt, you first. Yeah. And, and uh, make no bones about it. One guy escaped that saw us. Like yes. it's known, at least a visual <laughs> description of you know who screwed everything up. Yeah, well, we Rin's body body behind, so Rin's we, gonna take. The heat. We were a low-level group of guys, granted with some powerful magic items, right? Um, I just gotta say, like if if a bunch of seventh or eighth-level guys had come running through that area, they would have been totally hosed there too. So these guys got to improve their security, man. They need to hire us to be their security consultants. <laughs> I, I, I have a couple of responses to Mike. It's so interesting that you mentioned their levels and the efficacy there. No, I'm kidding. Uh, 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 yeah, no, it was, it was, I mean, granted we didn't move further up, right? It was a retreat, but it was a retreat that did as much damage as possible. And we discussed a lot on the private discord, how to do that, but like it worked out. Um, but yeah, like Mike said, he did, they did see us, but also we know just like, I forget which, if it was Team B or A, we already were hearing reputation about like no one, no one ascends the long stairs, right? Like the the like the 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 impenetrability or like the the just like assurance of your own demise should you go on that 
is a huge reputational thing for them mm-hmm. for fear alone, right? Like what, what value that brings the Guild of Service is huge. For any information to leak on the idea that someone really fucked up operations, even if it was a retreat, it's a, like John was saying, it's a pretty interesting thing. What, what John decides to do with that, any, if anything, right. I don't know, right? But it's a pretty cool wrinkle in that, in, in that moment. I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, well, what would be yeah. really cool is if what it means is that they pull guards away from elsewhere to double stack all up down that stair, which means, you know, 20 sessions from now, we come across some other set tight location that's only got half the guards mm. and we just go through them like butter. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Mike pulling that door, which was recently reinforced, tells me that someone is probably trying to get through. This may be like, again, like. We don't know spatially exactly where we are, but maybe that's another link to the troll area or there's like the beastmen are on the other. Like Undead. if there's a competing faction that is intersecting with them at that juncture. Yeah. Again, whether it's or not very interesting mm-hmm. if there is though. Right. Cause now yeah. the long yeah. staircase is even more jeopardized, which is why that was such a brilliant move by Mike. Right. Like to, to pull it with the rope at the end. I, I love it. I love it. Um, well, it's my, I'm I'm like, I guess they could just lock it up again. If they had time to create a door and jam it shut and all the rest of that, chances but, are they can probably do it again. Yeah, I agree, Mike. But the only but. No, I know this is like this is very. It's going to be a pain in the butt until they do. It, yeah. Not yeah. only that, but that fire's going to burn, baby. I mean, I'm I'm very biased here, but I think that fire's going. Both fires are going to burn for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if not that there is, but if there is anything in close proximity on the side of the door that hears a bunch of ca- like commotion and the door gets ripped open, it's going to investigate. Right. Right. And it's potentially going to investigate before those fires are resolved or the ice resolved. Or like some version of that, which means they may still be able to reseal it, right. but I don't think it'll be a uncomplicated dynamic. Again, well, assuming a lot of factors. If the come through that door and set up barricades in that area Dude. and just defend it, <laughs> then their log stairway is a little bit this shorter. Is so, exactly. This is yeah. really interesting. So like something for us to do as a party group with the meta knowledge we have, although it's literal knowledge now, is to like fish around for that information. Try to check for rumors. See if we hear anything about that area. Um, it could be very cool, even so, from afar, to learn about. One thing you already learned uh, prior to this whole uh, thing was that there appears to be uh, two two sides to the to the cult, right? There's like there's the more like religious uh, cult side of things, and then there's the the guild of service, right? They right. both they worship Set, but um, as you know, pr- prior to this, all evidence of the Setite cult was was um, was marked by like the red armor. Um, uh, copious uh, displays of the set uh, set animal and all that kind of stuff, right? These guys didn't have any of that shit, right? Um, so just be aware um, that that yeah, that's a right. thing. You don't you don't know what the relationships are between the two sects within the cult, uh, yeah. for one thing. Um, and the uh, what was I going to say? Um, the oh, uh, a thing to keep in mind is okay, you don't have you don't have any idea, but uh, you should a question you should be asking yourself too is what what function does the slave trade, uh, uh, it, what, you know, how much of an effect or, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Does it, does it have on the economy here basically? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you just want to kind of keep right. that in mind. And I would just say like, for what it's worth, though, we are probably very terrified of the of service. Now I still think a high priority in my mind is checking out the set. I market. I still think that's a really important location, yeah. even if we're disguised or whatever, to check out. 
because that's huge. I think that's a big deal. I, I think that's yeah. where we get our. I'm sorry, Matt. I'm just going to say. I think that's how we find our fit, yeah. safe haven. I think we make deals in there, and then we figure out a place where we can set up shop, even if it's an in in the set market or something. If they have something equivalent like that. Um, sorry, Matt. I didn't want to interrupt you, bud. Which is. <clears throat> Well, which is which is a reason one to keep the broken head access available, right? Like if that's a war zone, that's harder to sneak down in there, right? Or or go down legitimately. But what I was going to say here is a very interesting case where the answer to a very simple question, which is definitely known in a lot of places could be immensely valuable to us, which is all we have to do is find out the answer to the question, how deep does the long stair go? Yeah. That's known. That's known by a lot of people. We can go down and they can name their price. We'll pay however much they want to know. If we know how deep that is, we instantly know an incredibly valuable piece of yeah. information that'll get us back into the halls of Arden, regardless yeah. of whether or not we need You're to totally use the right, stair. We know the base. We know the base and we know the entrance to the set marketplace. Great point, Matt. Great point. Well, we already know the exact location of the halls of Arden because of the, the waterfall entrance. Well, that's I mean, true. Assume it's a waterfall entrance, but I think the odds are very, very good that if we went into the pool at the bottom of the waterfall and had some way of breathing, We'd end up in the in the and of course then we die by turtle, but no, but, <laughs> but, but we'd be prepared for it, right? So exactly, so exactly. If we have potions yeah. of water breathing. We got a druid, have, baby. You got Elizabeth, and we yeah. have somebody that can dick around with that turtle. We we have access like almost all immediately. That's really it. smart. That's really smart. John, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't want to sideline us, but I it do was, want to know how are we planning on running our multiple characters if we all get reunited i have a thought first i want to hear john what john says about that but then i think i have a thought about how us players should organize that so yeah we would have to metagame a lot of it like we would have to make concessions just based upon the fluidity of the game so if you meet up and you're not at a safe haven then you would have to choose one character to be your pc at that moment and everything else is just going to be a retainer or an npc or something like that even if it was normally your normal pc uh, just because i can't have you playing multiple pcs and then um, you would have to basically prioritize getting back to a safe haven just to make it easier for all of us i can't have like a troop of like 15 people walking around you know what i mean um but uh so you would you would have to make as players like a metagame decision to get your asses back to the broken head or whatever safe haven you establish. And then mm-hmm. we establish a stable of characters, right? And you just pick and choose procession, procession, you know, who, who's going out and who's doing what, right? Okay. Matt, first, Matt, Matt, your hand was up first, Matt. Uh, I won. Um, <laughs> so here's, here's a question. Um, um, in terms of safe haven, right? Like we're definitely on the path to creating a safe haven down with the goblins, but we're not quite there yet, I'm assuming. Um, John, do, and you don't have to tell us if it's not you know, appropriate to, but is there a key element that's missing in establishing that goblin area as a safe haven for us? I'm going to assume that it's kind of meeting and making an agreement with the king, probably uh, maybe Killick, but yeah, probably I, the king. It's well, you guys have you guys have extrapolated 
I can't give it too much away, right? But um, I, I think I've telegraphed pretty fairly that sure, sure, sure. that you have a, a limited amount of time before that goodwill with the goblins dries up, right? Um, and so uh, if if you think that that is a path to a safe haven, you need to capitalize pronto. Yes, okay. which is which is why I was essentially same deal, right? I raised my hand because what we're figuring out immediately after linking this is the safe haven is like the most crucial aspect to the function of our game. Right. Yes, yes. So making so making a strong commitment on with whom and where we want to establish a safe haven may be the most significant first priority we have with all of these groups. Because delaying that even a few sessions creates a total quagmire with our playability. Right. So Meeting with the Goblin King or not, you know, salvaging the Broken Head or not, going to set marketplace or not, building something else entirely, right, becomes like maybe our primary goal in the immediate future after, you know, recovering our loot or dying, you know, team A dying or whatever, right? Like linking. Because you, you, if you're weighing yeah. if you're weighing set versus um, goblins yeah. as far as potential of safe havens to keep in mind that just like Matt, I think it was Matt that pointed out the um, that uh, uh, what's it called? Um, C teams faces uh, and identities exactly. are, are known or you, you know, what I mean, like, like there was an escaped slaver. Right. So if you walk into nice the thing. form of set and that guy and the word is spread. You know, it, it may have compromised your ability. I don't think the sets to... are an option there, which is why I, I'm like, I'm, I mean, I'm biased, but I think we have to really lean hard into the goblins. I also want to put it, just to make it there, there's another side to this, though. It's very per, perhaps because of the reputation at stake of the Guild of Service, do they silence any witnesses? It's a good question. Right. That could be right. a thing, too. Mm-hmm. Right. So what what I guess the point of my question though is okay so assume we're at a safe haven I mm-hmm. want to know mechanically how we're doing like group composition at that point because it feels to me like there is a real utility in swapping characters on different delves That's so that yeah. so that we're constantly leveling up overall our entire group right so so um, there the- might be a Oh, go ahead. It's uncharted territory, and I understand that this is a thing, and and I I want to give you that flexibility, but I think for the game's sake, we need to have a place where uh, we can forget about anyone who's not on a delve, and then just yes. have a single party, right? Like we can't we 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 can't like this is a split party thing has been super fascinating and fun, but I cannot maintain it, right? Oh. So it has to be a single party. So we have to be able to be willing to sort of break the reality, break break the verisimilitude, and just say. Um, this is the party that we're going with and everyone else is sort of forgotten about, which is why it's really essential that those people can be it realistically sort of forgotten about and put somewhere. Right. And then access and then going, and you could go back to that place and access Mm -hmm. them and change it out. Right. Um, but, but here's a, here's mm -hmm. a huge, I have to jump in. This is a huge, I want to reinforce it because this is a theme that we've discussed for minimally 20 episodes at this point. I don't know, like several, right. Which is, an initial concern of the group was that the time, both in-world and functionally, of going to the surface and returning, going to the surface and returning, mm-hmm. was a huge impediment to our progress. Our momentum was really struggling under this, and there was friction of just us debating what kind of play style we wanted was originating more from that than the actual play style, I would argue. It was more about... We were for every session we were going down, we were taking two or three going up because of the precarity of it. And the minute 
any of us have died, that precarity has returned. I think we felt immune to it a little bit when we got to high level and we got lucky, but it's back, right? Which means uh, an in-dungeon safe haven, which was our first solve to yeah. this, is as much, if not more, important now with, with our recent deaths and our and our multiple groups and ever than mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. Which means, again, frankly, I think the broken head is, even if we can salvage relationships there, the worst possible game solve, regardless of, of, of lore, to that problem. Because it does not resolve any of our playstyle concerns right. and does not even move us in a direction that we really want to. Now, add to that that we have a roster system. And imagine that you want to go back and switch out your character, Mike or Matt or Ted, right? Because the next task we really, really want to accomplish as players would be better with a thief instead of a wizard, which is totally legitimate within a roster system. That's not even an option if it takes right. three sessions to get to the service. Done. It's over. We're not rostering anymore. That's okay, but that means the character you're deciding on is fairly concrete in perpetuity, right? Like that's just going to be who you're going to play for the foreseeable future. Unless I we agree get lucky. with that, David. I, right? I think that that's a good point. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that that's why the broken head has been problematic only just yeah. because it takes so long to get there. Now Brutal. that's not, that doesn't mean that say we have an, a, a room in an inn in the set type marketplace that the problem doesn't also repeat, but instead of going sure. up and then walking across town, you're now walking through like five levels of the dungeon to get there. I don't uh, know that there's actually, unless we have multiple safe havens everywhere that that really ends up becoming less of an issue although i think the broken head is the least desirable of all those options yes. the only real solve for it is if we get the teleporters working mm, exactly so because, I was just regardless, yeah, yeah regardless of where our safe haven is mm -hmm. there's always going to be distance x between it and wherever the party is and it's always going to be perilous now i think you're generally right about the broken head although it's also worth saying that the broken head has access to food and beer and that kind of thing you know and it's sort of a you know, realism kind of thing. It's actually the ideal place to be because you don't have right. to import food. Someone else does it. All you got to do is have money, right? If we if we build ourselves a fort, you know, level seven, we've got to stock it with food and water ourselves, right? But right. Eh, whatever. Hear That's me out. Cool. Hear me out. I mentioned this yeah. on Discord. There was a, a point that John made, which I think is important to observe, but the goblins don't want to extend beyond how they can connect via the dungeon. We know right. for a fact that there's a dungeon entrance at the broken head. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we have an, and we have an sufficient information <laughs> to probably bridge that cavernous region to where the, where the goblins are. Now that's a task. I don't want to minimize that task, but the allegiance, oh. in other words, with the goblins, if we expand, this is, you know, pie in the sky fantasy. I, I understand this is not like an immediate solve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we, if we, if we are, the point I'm getting is like picking a faction helps us. And the more mm -hmm. that faction takes ground, the more our safe haven expands, right? There are, there are complications throughout. But if, for instance, the goblins both own the pyramid entrance and the broken head entrance and several areas within the dungeon, right? And the goblins were doing some sort of negotiation with the dragon or food sources or whatever, right? Then our safe haven that you're talking about does have malleability. Mm -hmm. If the goblins are singular in their location, right? Or if the broken head, if we're, in other words, if we have four different safe havens with four different factions who are all kind of like tumultuous with, it doesn't help us that much. And right. getting the teleporters, which I agree with, is a main concern. Honestly, I think is a hundred sessions of play mm -hmm. from now.
unless we get lucky. It's not happening. It's not happening in the next year of the real world. Dude, we, found one one tile. We, found we found one tile. We found one tile. It's not happening. So that's not a goal that we should even Guys. consider as a solve. Here. Yeah. It's just not. Right. Oh, I'm not suggesting it. Well, let me remind. No, I know you're not, Ted. I'm just remind you of something. Yeah. All we all we have to do is prioritize getting tiles. You yeah. tell you tell your buddy Avaricios, he's got the spells to find tiles. I know, Matt, but you know, like realistically, that's a hundred feet, right? Yes, it's it's a hundred foot range, and we're talking about a dungeon with lots of verticality. So unless you're in an area where you think there might already be a tile. Then just wandering through the dungeon, just being like tiles, tiles, yeah. tiles, is a limited. It's, it's a limited still, There's other avenues. Even still, I don't want to curse Avaricios, but he's probably gonna die, dude. Like at some point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, his time, <laughs> his his time is way extended over everyone else, and I want him to live to the end, like we all do. I truly do. I'm not saying that facetiously, but we're like, all gonna for, die, man. We're all gonna die. Probability wise, he's gonna die, and he's gonna die when we least want him to. Probably right. in the middle of a tile hunt, right? Like we're gonna go. <laughs> 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 you know, all, all of which is just to say that like I finally the, the tile is oh my god what if what if we like spotted one and he got pushed into the castle I'm like right is it all right over there um, but no the, the point is not that we should I agree there's, a, like there's a rope ladder that you have to have two hands to catch <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. but yeah the point is like I, I 100% agree with Ted and Matt and everyone that we should that's a focus I do think we should focus on that I just want to like create a hierarchy within a reasonable time frame, And that in my mind, though you don't have to agree, is like picking a faction that we lean into hard. And the goblins are the obvious one for me. Right. They're the obvious you know? ones, but I don't know that they're necessarily no, optimal. You know, like they're the obvious ones. I don't know that they're the optimal ones. I would really, before we make that decision, David, I would really like to interact with the beast men because yes. I honestly think that the beast men, might be the kind of people that keep your word. Like the goblins might literally be so chaotic and we don't know that, but they might be so chaotic to be like, we're out of meat. Oh, look, the adventurers are here. Meat's back on the menu, boys. And I'm just like, it's not that I disagree and I, and I don't want to be annoying. Yeah. Though I always love to be evidently right after I say that, but right. We're 54 episodes in to this. If we are trying to suss out other factions, I think it's, Mm, several several more sessions right we could get lucky but I, again just practically speaking the people we have the most rapport with mm -hmm. that we've communicated the most with that we have a direct invitation that is on a time limit to communicate with are the goblins set tights <laughs> we don't even have, we haven't even got to them and we have a bad rotation it's out the window right. broken head <laughs> is going to shit right yeah. the beastmen we can go interact with they were hostile last time maybe we figure something out but then we have to negotiate point is, is like we are starting from a far lower baseline with anyone else we meet than the goblins. And realistically speaking, again, because we're merging these groups, if we want to do this in five episodes instead of 30, the goblins are the answer. If My we want to do it in 45 and 100 well, also, episodes from now, it's moved because we're all going to be dead by then. David, will, the we will all be session, dead. <laughs> next session, we're meeting the beastmen. Yeah, right yeah. next session because we're playing the group that is in their territory that is like trying to find a way behind their walls we but are going to run into the next goblins. next session yeah, huh? we're at war with the goblins and the goblins and faction is contingent on us fighting the beastmen so what you're saying is let's go meet another yeah. faction who's in competition with the one that likes us and jeopardize the the reputation we have he's not on a possibility of of of, of liking them. it doesn't mean we shouldn't try we should definitely go feel it out Right, but that's what I'm getting at. It is not as it is not as also, simple as like going and saying hi. Right, Matt. Go ahead. Would you like to say something? Well, also remember we are 
we're not in a position to say, oh, yeah, we're all in on goblins just because we've had the most uh, interaction with them. What we are in the position to do, we have an invitation to meet with their king, and it's exactly. definitely on our agenda. Yeah, it's do it 100% what we're going to do, regardless of what happens with the stash. We could walk over, see the dragon, and be like, okay, whatever. This is a dragon. Let's turn around. And then we go back. We get them some weapons with the money we have down in Gosterwick. It's all good. We go down to meet their king. You know, we, we should meet the king before we get these weapons and just say, oh, yeah, we've got this. You know, we can hire some people to bring some stuff up. No big deal. We meet with that king and make sure that our interests align with theirs. Right. Like so far, everything seems fine. We seem yeah. to understand what they want, which is grow from a base. Right. They don't want to skip over. They don't want new territory. They want to expand. Right. And if if the king is is more of that and he's not like, oh, yeah, well, I want to you know do all this stuff that's counter. Like we just got this, you know, this powerful piece of information that's pro Lady Alexia. Right. Maybe the king is like, I want to kill Bye, Lady Ted. Alexia. Bye, Ted. The one- I got to go. Good night, guys. Bye, oh, OK, Ted. Yep. Sleep the well. thing okay. I want to say about that, though, Ted. Matt, too, is that <laughs> the one instance that we've seen where the goblins have successfully expanded, what's the first thing that they did? They shut that location down to everybody else. They like us, so they're letting us through. And that's cool. That's cool. But it also kind of shows what happens when they don't necessarily think that they need us as much as they might now. Like, we might very well get in bed with the goblins, help them expand, wipe out the beastmen, expand their territory. And suddenly the goblins are like, "Eh, you guys go fuck yourselves. And then we're like, you know. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah I, I, I get what you're saying. Wait, really uh, John was going to say something, though. No, it's okay. Oh, sorry, John. Go no, go ahead. No, no, go, go ahead. ahead. You, you guys were all... Go ahead. I get what you're saying. And and it David, in a, a realm of theory with an infinite timeline, considering the moral caliber or reliability of the goblins is in total agreement with you, right? Which is to say that we could find a million ways to justify why a faction is tenuous and is not permanent. But the reason I keep focusing on the meta, which is like how many episodes, is because the survivability of our characters statistically, right? Which also includes, very importantly, the relationships of those characters is predicated on not just the speed of literally like we need to go meet the Goblin King before he gives up on us, but the speed of us being like, how many sessions will it takes us to do X? Realistically. So like, for instance, right, we're going to go with Team B and 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 now C perhaps to deal with the, the treasure with Codswab. That's probably two episodes, maybe more. Right. Then if it goes poorly, we're going to go to Gostorik. That's an episode, maybe more. Then we're going to bring it back to the goblin and hope the king is still available to us. That's an episode, maybe more. We are every time we're running an episode encountering random encounters, unknown this- factors, et cetera, et cetera, lethality. Then those th- this is why every time we have a decision that we kind of hedge on, it takes us six more episodes instead of like getting to the thing, which is why things never get resolved. No, man, it's all fun. It's like, no, it's I mean, fun. It's fun. But I'm saying if, if this is a concern, it's this, a, is, it's this ties into what I was going to say, though, for the for the meta thing. If you if if we want to um, uh, to move and commit to the goblins, 
right? Yes. Then um, it, it behooves you then to uh, reunify as soon as you possibly can, yes. right? So that we're not switching over to another team. Um, so in, in this this junk, this point right now is your best opportunity to do that. So yes. I, once again, I, I want to clarify before I go on that I'm not I'm not pressuring you to go this way, course, but um, you have. But team B, wanna, team yeah. B is now in a relatively safe zone, right, with the goblins right now, right? Team C knows that they're there and can go immediately down there in the span of an hour, right? I think Mike's right. Team, we should do it. T team A is uh, very close as well. It's through the double doors, right? Yeah. So at this point right now, it's it's Huge. very feasible with very little danger to to reunify. And I will say this. Um, I don't think I would count it necessarily as a safe haven, but I would say that the debouche area, because you are because it is protected by the goblins, defended so no one can get in, and they like you right now, that that area is about as close to a safe haven outside of Gosterwick and Brokenhead as it could possibly. So hold on, so if if you can manage to get all of your PCs into that debouche area. That would be, I would probably say that that would be an okay place to, to consider a stable. And then you could, you could go out from there, right? Um, 100%. So what happens then if we try to resolve the Goblin's Beastman concern with all of our forces within that knowledge, right? And then, yes, we still send one maybe out for the, the Codswallop if we still want to do that. But following John's logic, if we have two groups next session within an hour talking to the Goblins, the Goblins like, we really wanted you to handle these Beastmen. And we have another group that's across a double doors from that, right? And that group is actually, we're actually playing that group next session, which means we're going through the double doors. So we have all three groups, two sessions from now, theoretically, at the goblins saying, hey, we know what's going on. We have a very important juncture there where we can go, let's go fuck the beastmen up, or let's go talk to them and try to make an armistice, or let's go back to Codswell, et cetera, et cetera. But, but it would I just be one party. Have... It would be one party. It's, it's one party, party which yeah. means it's, it's a decision juncture again. And it may be that the information we have at that point means we don't want to go after Codswallop. Now, it doesn't mean we shouldn't, right? But like, if we find out then the Goblin King, John says, well, you know, now that it's been this much time, the Goblins are telegraphing that it's really now or never. Right. That's a really important junction for us. And that's one where like, I personally would say, fuck Codswallop. I'm going to the Goblin King right now. Well, right? let's plot this out. Doesn't so mean we have to, but you know, like, Let's say next session. Yeah. Which team is it? A team, team? A, team A. Yeah. Okay. Beastman. Team A. Say yeah. they make a, it back yeah. to the debouchement room. Okay. Yeah. John says that can be a place where we stable. Okay. Mm -hmm. The very next session, or maybe even that same session, we can yeah. compile like our best characters that are the most combat effective yes. to go off and do the Codswallop thing. Yes. And yes. then. When we're deciding to go down and talk to the, the very next session after that, if we decide to go talk to the Goblin King, it's a stable area. We can be like, you know what? Brother Lothar is a lot more mm -hmm. friendly than Reggie. Let's send him down there with yes. Avaricios and mm -hmm. more and like whatever. And, and so that's kind of what I'm getting at right there. Like 100%. if we can get the if we can yeah. get a team with that other group, we can actually go approach Codswallop with with some dudes that don't so, suck. So I have right? to I have to think about how that's going to work, though, because in my mind. Uh, what my grand ideas of a stable of a characters that may not be feasible because then you're just splitting the party again. You got a party out there with Codswell, but you got a party down there with the goblins. No, right? No, not necessarily because if we are still in um, in media res with the Codswell team for the next session, that counts as a delve, and so we finish that until we get them back to an area where they are safe, right? And then we can 
form oh, a new okay. party or whatever. Yeah, that, that would actually have to be. It would literally be like the, the other people in the stable can't go on Dells until we yeah. until we you get back to the stable. Until you the get back. Wanted yeah. Hostages. Yeah. The yeah. goblins wanted Which hostages. Here are your hostages. Yeah. But that's why I mentioned the timeline. Yeah. Go ahead, Matt. You first. You first. I was I was going to say we want and we can make that part of our deal with them, right? Like y- you get hostages, and we also have a safe place for our people to stay. We also need that to make sure that we don't lose access to our stash, which is only accessible through their, you know, through their area right now, right? right. Like right. we have to be able to get there to be able to get to the pyramid and sneak in. So having hostages or are people there being safe and helping them defend against the beastmen or that's whatever. True. I didn't even think about that. You yeah, know, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's, it's, it's crucial, right? Yes. Like that's all in our interest, right? A hundred percent. Cause even if the, the stash itself is undiscoverable, our ability to access it in any meaningful way, like you said, is blocked right. if the goblins are hostile. The reason I brought up the hypothetical of, you know, the X factor of time with the Goblin King is, is the same reason that, that Mike brought up the roster thing, right? Which is, they're not concurrent actions, right? The idea is once we get to that neutral, stable space, we are one party until they return to the stable. Exactly. Done. Right. But, that, but that means any complication that happens between point A and point B and the time it takes to return to point A is a consideration within whatever timeline or urgency we perceive with the Goblin King. We will not know that until we yeah. get to that juncture, which means it's not information we can act on yet, but I'm pointing it out because we cannot then, it, it would be a mistake for us to then forget that and assume that we have like, you know, like time, like parallel time, sure. right? In other words, if we go to the CODS thing yeah, and, and for some reason, it takes fucking three days. I, it, not that it would, but for some reason we get like quagmire for some reason. And the goblin can get impatient. All of our hostages might be dead. We don't have agency over them. John could say, well, they were all killed by the goblins. And we could come back with our primary group and we're yeah. fucked. And we've lost the stash. We've lost our group. We've lost the relationship, right. which is why time is just the only, that's the only reason I'm yeah. pointing, bringing it up. But yeah, go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to say that, it, I mean, it, it's all that cost benefit. Like yeah. the, you know, the plan that we have right now, right, is to to go out there overnight and it's just been complicated, right? Yeah. Like if that dragon is sitting guard right that's there, wild. <laughs> yeah. then there's, then that's, we're not going that way. There's, no. another, there's another way that we can go, which is up. We have to sneak back up to the broken head, sneak down through the tunnels because Correct. we know that that can go there or not. And we, have we just have to decide to if we want to do that or if, we have the tunnel that was being guarded by the cave bear that we didn't ever interacted with the cave bear. Right. There's true. a whole nother entrance true. in that true. same tunnel. True, 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 true. Out that. in the middle right. of the woods. Yeah. Right. But you, yeah. But we know it's yeah, connected. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's definitely connected. Yeah. Because did we, did we that, that, that was the first, yes, the first yes. we exited. Yeah. yeah. Sure did. Yeah. We didn't come out through the broken head, like stable. Yeah. We came out through the tunnel green guard, but look at my recall. Yes. Good. So yeah, smart. once again, it's a whiskey would addle the memory at this point, but it's just <laughs> no, solidified man. it, right? <laughs> <laughs>